Lovers, welcome to the Huron City Radio Midnight Hour, broadcasting from the middle of the largest body of fresh water on the planet. Uh, today on the horizon, we have, uh, oh yeah, you guessed it, endless glass in every direction. I'm Tom Babajobski, your host throughout. Stay tuned because in 20 minutes, I'm going to see how long I can scream at the top of my lungs before passing out or disturbing the neighbors. Oh, I'm just kidding. There are no fucking neighbors. Uh, <clears throat> and now, a, a word from our sponsor. Burroughs Homegrown Meats, where nothing is wasted. Try our new range of flayed skin showers. Barbecue, tobacco, or root beer flavor. Perfect for most occasions. Probably. Oh, boy. They are probably right. Start one of their delicious shards last Tuesday. Still got... Well, I still have some... Well, something back up in there. Anyway, what a show I have lined up for you. Tonight's phone-in is all about books. Yes, uh, big books, tiny books, long books, short books, angry books. We're all reading a lot more books, especially those of us without anything else to do. So, literary classics. Are they works of genius that expand your mind? Or just the mad ramblings of sadistic strangers that waste your time and warp your worldview. Sometimes books can be so engrossing. They have you believing in strange, outlandish things like self-confidence, democracy, or the fact that kittens are chewing through the fabric of space and time, which will inevitably cause universal meltdown. Anywho, we look forward to your calls. Same number as always, 101-42. Uh, 22-666-13. Later, there's Tom's Top Tips and, of course, our competition winner from last week. We also see the return of our popular Bingo Week. And we have the first episode of radio drama Raccoon Man. Well, you won't feel the same way about chasing those critters out of your trash after this one. But first, music from some musicians south of Huron City. And well, it looks like a, a trio. Terry, Tori, and Al with some chants. Eric, what? Did you actually listen? Oh, you, you did. So they're oh, okay. They're not monks. Okay, all right. Uh, with their song, and, and it could not be more apt as this damn seagull seems to have found its way back in. Jeez, with their song, a dangerous place. This is a dangerous place. And the grieving side 
Well, that was uh, music. Certainly not chanting monks. Another track from them later. And you lucky listeners, you can hear an interview with the people who actually took their precious time to record that. Now, it's uh, time for the phone-ins. Literature, books, health, cave paintings, and hieroglyphics. Since the dawn of time, man has been scratching meaningful symbols into any surface close to hand. From the Bible to the Kama Sutra, from Shakespeare to Dr. Seuss, books have been part of our day-to-day existence for thousands of years, but are they really worth it? Should you spend your time staring at small ink marks on a page until you vividly hallucinate? Or should you be doing something more useful like juggling or uh, grounding the bathroom? Lines are open. Eric, my producer on the mainland, will greet you. And Eric, I asked you to send me something on the supply raft to take care of these seagulls. I was expecting poison or something easy like that. I've never even used a crossbow before. Oh, Eric, may you win the lottery and lose the ticket. Oh, and next time, Eric, you've got to put on as much toilet paper as possible. The last half of Little Women chafed something terrible. All right, now we have a caller on line one. Uh, that's the only line we have. Who do we have here? Edna. It's it's Edna from the mainland. Yes, Edna. I, I know you're from the mainland. Uh, now, uh, books. Fact or fiction? Knowledge or garbage? Well, I, I only ever read one book in my life. <laughs> what? Really? J- it, just one? It, it was horrible. I, I mean, I've, I've never looked at a book since. Well, that's uh, that's very unusual. It was dramatic. So, so which book had such power, such a, a terrible impact on your young mind? Good night, moon. Good night, moon. The good night, moon. The the book that must be in nearly every household. The book that more children in America have access to than they have to lead-free drinking water. Well, yes, yes, that good night, moon. It was it was terrifying. Oh. Oh, that that room and those colors, so so unearthly. Uh, it does have a different color scheme, I guess. Utterly demonic. And then and that old woman eating mush. She, she was a rabbit, for God's sake. I, I couldn't sleep for days. I thought that if all books were like that, well, then I'd, I'd, I'd never open one again. Well, that's, uh, that's uh, some experience you had. But uh, surely at kindergarten, in school, they would have shown you books. Well, they did, yes, they did, but I just, I, I pretended I was blind. Wait, 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 wait you, they, they could have just read them to you. Well, they tried, but I, I pretended I was dead. Oh, come on now, they, they must have noticed something was up. Okay, well, admittedly, they did, they did get a little suspicious when they saw me talking and, and playing in the schoolyard, but... No, now this is just, what on earth? I just, that then I would, I would pretend that I was, I was a cannibal, you know, and so, and so I opened my mouth really wide to, to bite them and, and show them my... All right, next caller, please. Now on line one, uh, what, what's your name, sir? Hello, Tom, this is Anthony. So wonderful to get through. Uh, nice to have you on the show, Anthony. So, uh, books, literature, something to treasure... Or something to trash. Oh, to treasure without a doubt. Yeah, why is that? Well, well, great books can take you to places and worlds that you'd never get a chance to see in real life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and with the best books, well, it's rather like having the experience mm-hmm. of the characters yourself. So you'd like to share some examples of this with our listeners? Oh, certainly, Tom. Take take John Steinbeck's Grapes of Wrath, for instance. One can feel the suffering of Tom Joad live through the agonizing choices he has to make to try and help uh-huh, his family. And, and Charles Dickens, Oliver Twist. Uh-huh. Here one gets the sense of living like a street urchin and, and mm-hmm, experiencing mm-hmm. the squalor and dirty streets of Victorian yeah, London. And then there's Titiana Ample's book, Call Girls of Paris. One can joyfully imagine mm-hmm, walking mm-hmm. down the Boulevard de Clichy with a rich well-dressed gentleman by your side and slipping down a grubby alleyway and gently ripping off one's knickerbockers and taking his enormous... <coughs> Thank you, Anthony. Uh, next caller, please. God, Eric, for God's sake, you gotta check him like we said. Uh, hello, and who do we have on the line now uh, to talk about the wonder or chunder of books? Mr. Babajowski. Ah, call me Tom. This is Lucinda Marimba from the Huron City Library. You have 27 books that are six months overdue. What? I mean, wait, how can I get them? I mean, I, I can pay can't by get off check, this. Wait, what? Cash 
or money order. Wait, you don't take credit cards? Of $104.99. Right. You currently have French pastry making for beginners. The story of all. Oh, okay, that's enough now. 101 creative yep. hairstyles for the balding jiggle. Well, that's not enough now. Make money from toe Eric. jam. Eric. Seagulls. Recipes and dating tips for the lonely mariner. All right, next caller, please. Thank you. Our uh, final caller tonight. You're through to Tom Bobajowski on Huron City Radio's Midnight Hour. Hey, thank you for calling back. Come on, pizzas. You're through to Raymond. How can I help you? What? No, 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 you're, you're calling me. What? Eric, hey, what's going on? Would you like to place an order, sir? No, wait, I, I'm on the radio. Well, you're on the radio. We're doing a phone-in. You, you're supposed to be calling me. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. What? Yeah, you know what? It, you know, it doesn't even matter. You don't happen to be in the literature, do you? Oh, look, man, I just work here, all right? <laughs> so you have no comment on whether great literature is a source of inspiration or just pretentious nonsense? Well, I... I mean, if you put it like that, I, you know, I'd have to say, like, most literature is, is propaganda for, like, a bourgeois worldview. I mean, I mean, one could easily argue that, like, literature is written from the vantage point of the privileged few. I mean, how many, like, normal, hard-working dudes have time to devote, like, to write a whole novel, man, that's, like, time-consuming? You know, when they're, they're trying to put food on the dinner table, you know, they need to get little Timmy's teeth fixed. Like, how, how many global citizens can spend eight hours a day writing down their thoughts? All right, Raymond, I'm going to have to and, stop you right there. And, like, believing that people actually care and are interested in those thoughts. Now, Raymond, talking about all this food on the table, I've got to see if you can get uh, one of those backgammon babies out here. Oh, sure thing, dude. All right, large... Extra anchovies. Uh, hang on, folks. Eric, Eric can, can you talk with Raymond here, please? Thanks. Good. Yeah. Extra. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, thank you to all our callers. Uh, we'll do another phone in next week. You're listening to Tom Babajowski's Midnight Hour here on Huron City Radio. The time is... <laughs> Who cares? All I know is it's time for... Tim's Top Tips. Bum, 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 bum. Tim? What, who the hell is Tim? Now, how long have you known me, Eric? A what? A typo? Uh, a typo schmipo. <sighs> it's time for Tom's Top Tips. And tonight's tip is for Alice Lofenbrau, who's written in from Anchor Falls. She asks, <clears throat> Dear Tom, I have some unsightly deep red stains all over the carpet. My husband used to take care of such household problems, but he's no longer around to ask. One of your top tips would be extremely helpful, especially as I have company coming at the weekend. Yours bludgeoningly, Alice. Well, Alice, you're in luck because carpet stains are easy. Just take club soda, mix in one quart of ground virgin toenails and three drops of the tears of a baby born under a full moon and apply generously. If the stain is tomato-related, be sure to add a strong degreaser. All sorted. I'm sure your guests won't spot a thing. <laughs> won't, won't spot a thing. Oh my goodness. Another top tip next week. And remember, if you have a problem you need help with, drop me a line. Tom Babajobsky, The Gray Ship, Lower Lake Huron. Don't forget the waterproof postage stamp. Damn it. Hang, hang on. Let me try. Ah! Oh, all right. Uh, let me try to shoot out the window. Come on. Now just go out there. Ah! There's the water out there. No, not ah! that way. Ah! Shit bag. Ah. Anyway. Ah. And now back by popular request, we have Tom's Bingo Bonanza. So get your cards ready and remember, tonight's prize is a midnight hour mug used by yours truly. Our first number, 72, the year Uncle Jimmy went down. All the fours, 44. The number of legs on my first dog, three. Next is 15, 
3 and 8, 38. Aha! Tom's next birthday, 21. Months I was married, 13. All on its own, number one. 76, 76 trombones in the hit parade. F -f Four, five clarinets, blah, 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 banjos. Da -da -da -da. Six and five, 11. Life begins at 40. <laughs> That's bullshit. 53. The number of weeks I've been out here. All alone. 69. <laughs> oh, hang on. Uh, Eric tells me we uh, we have a caller. Hello, you're through to Tom Bobajomsky. Bingo! Well, congratulations. Stay on the line and Eric will take your details and we'll get... Uh, <clears throat> we'll get this mug to you as soon as possible. And now, sit back, make yourself comfortable, or at least in less agony. It's time for... I still don't know why you decided to come here. You didn't have to come as well. I wasn't going to let you come here alone. Here. Not at this time of night. You can't snip the lock. I'm going in. It's up to you what you do. Wait up. Look at the size of this place. All built on death and suffering. You won't find anything. You're afraid of him, aren't you? You're crazy. Going in at night? Stop whining. Come on. Ugh, it stinks. No one's lived here for like centuries and stuff. That's what I've been saying. No one comes out here. But this is where dad was killed and no one is looking to find out why. But dogs, they said it was wild dogs that got him or coyotes. You don't believe that any more than I do. Dad was here because he was mixed up in some hunting crap. Just because you're some animal rights nutter doesn't mean- Shh. You hear that? Just rats, or no, even worse, coyotes. Listen, we need to get out. I'm not scared, he won't harm me. What are you doing here? We, uh, we saw a light on. We thought we That's better- That's just bullcrap. Why are you here? How many others are here? David, is that you? Daniel J. Williams. Episode 1, Trapper Hansen's Mansion. David and Ashley Fitzpatrick. They reported the death of Travis Cunningham, local guy. Killed at old Hansen's place out by Smith's Creek last night. Trapper Hansen's Mansion? Oh man, I remember going there as a kid and we dare each other to go in. Oh, oh it's still derelict. Hey, here's the initial report. Jeez. Face torn right off. Neck and torso savaged. Severe loss of blood. Yeah, the girl says she saw who or what killed him. She said it was Raccoon Man. Raccoon Man? It sounds like I've heard that somewhere before. Yeah, some legend, tale. Used to say Hanson's place was where he was at. He'll take your skin if you come in. <laughs> yeah, I remember. 
I guess I did get a nasty bite from a raccoon once, but Jesus. Yeah, don't take it too seriously. This girl's got some tribal tattoo on her wrist and those discs as big as quarters in her ears. Who knows what else she believes? Look, she's only 20, already has a record. What for? Uh, a couple of years back, she was protesting the building of a fur processing farm called Premier Pelts out on uh, County Line. Resisted arrest when she wouldn't move on. Anyway, the, uh, the boy is waiting for you in room three. For me? Can't you see I'm kind of busy? Uh, yeah, what are all those files? Something. Come on, Harry. Julie's waiting for me, hoping I'd get away for early lunch. Okay, but you owe me. Sure. Uh, hey, uh, just one thing. Now, this is the second killing at that property within the last six months. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, and that person? Well, he was these kids' father, Ed Fitzpatrick. Same cause of death, too. Ripped to pieces. You are kidding me. Nope, not at all. Uh, welcome back to Huron City, Harry. Detective Harry Stewart, Huron City Police. Let's start at the beginning, Mr. Fitzpatrick. Why were you at Tramper Hansen's place last night? It was my sister. She wanted to go. And why is that? It's not exactly a scenic destination. She wanted to... She wanted to see if she could find anything. Anything to do with Dad's death. What did you hope to find? I don't know. She was the one who wanted to look around. And you were being a good big brother? It could be dangerous. It was late. Did you know the man who was killed? No, no. I'd never seen him before. He wanted to know what we were doing there. What did you see of his attacker? Nothing, nothing. I saw nothing. Nothing. Look, man, I heard the growling and I turned and ran. My dad said he, they did they said that he was ripped to death by dogs, wolves or something. I wasn't going to stay and hang around. You think it was dogs? Wild dogs in Hansen's place last night? I don't know. I didn't see no dogs, but the growling, the screaming, hell, I had to get out. You must have seen something before you ran. Oh my God, I tell you, I saw nothing. It came through the door so fast. I got out as quick as possible. You would have too if you heard that noise. Please, I just want to go home now. All right, Mr. Fitzpatrick, we'll be in touch. A Detective Harry Stewart, Huron City Police. Miss Fitzpatrick. It's Ashley. Okay, Ashley. Can you tell me why you were at Old Hanson's place yesterday? Aren't you going to ask me about the killer? First, I'd like to know why you were there. I'm sure my brother has already told you that. He said you were there because you wanted to see if you could find anything about your father's death. What did you hope to find? Anything that may help me find the truth as to why he was killed. But you know why. Wild dogs, the report said. Sounds horrific. I, I'm sorry. I didn't say how. I said why. The raccoon man killed my dad and I want to know why. Ah, uh, yeah, this, um, raccoon man. You want to tell me more about him? It's the spirit of all of those slaughtered animals back for revenge. Revenge? Raccoon man is ancient. He comes from the skins of those who hunt for greed, profit, and for pleasure. Raccoon man tore that man to pieces last night because he obviously hunted beyond his needs. He got what he deserved. Deserved? Humans are the worst animals there are. And your dad, did he deserve it too? My dad never hunted more than the odd deer, but if Raccoon Man killed him, then he was obviously involved in something far worse. Your brother said he didn't see anything last night. He ran. Why didn't you? Raccoon Man wouldn't hurt me. I'm not a hunter. So your brother, he hunts? A little. He used to go with my dad now and then. I went when I was ten, just the one time. Not for you then? I turned vegan that day. Do you hunt, Detective Stewart? No. I've never hunted, but that's not important. Harry Stewart, you said. Your name sounds familiar. Oh, I just remembered where I've heard. I'm new to the force here. But you're not new to Huron City. I remember. At college, there's a photo of you opening the counseling center by the plaque on the wall. Much younger, of course, but the name, I remember it. And it's such a sad story. Ashley, I need you to describe what you saw. It was in memory of your sister, Frances, wasn't it? Frankie, she was called. Miss Fitzpatrick? She went missing into the lake, and her body was never found. What did you see of the killer? I'm so sorry for your loss, too. It was a long time ago. 
Now, about last night. I'm sorry, have I struck a nerve? You're getting on my nerves. Why are you back in Huron City? I'm the one asking questions. No one ever comes back here once they've left, unless they're looking for something they lost. What are you talking about? You're looking to find out about your sister. I could see it in your eyes when I mentioned her. This is ridiculous. You can't hide it from the world. My sister disappeared near the lake some 30 years ago. I need to know who or what you saw killing Travis Cunningham. And don't tell me it was some made-up creature. You already have a record for being stubborn. Don't make me write you up again for wasting my time. Chief? Barry, nasty mess at Hanson's place. What did the brother and sister have to say? Not much, to be honest. He claims not to have seen anything, while the girl thinks some sort of fantasy boogeyman got him. That girl is just odd. She banged on about Raccoon Man and revenge during the investigation into her dad's death. I looked at Ed Fitzpatrick's file. He was killed in the same way. Yep, skinned alive, but no sign of anyone else with him. Death by mauling, dogs or coyotes... That's what the coroner concluded. That's what the paperwork says. So that is what happened. With Cunningham, we have another body at the same place, same cause of death. Hard to feel they're not related in some way. Who owns the Hansons' mansion? Lexington Holdings, but... Where are they at? I said, but... I think we'll have Lenny or someone else go. Uh, huh? One of the partners is Michael Kaufman. As in William Kaufman's son. As in rich kid without worries. As in... Yes, as in the Michael Kaufman who accused you... Of, well, I just don't think it's a good idea for you to be the one going, do you? Fine. Harry, I know very well those files on your desk are about your sister. At the interview, I believed you when you said that coming back to Huron City had nothing to do with the past. It doesn't. Well, it had better not be. Huron City isn't the easiest place to persuade new people to come. But I still took a chance taking you on. At least you know how odd this place can be. Okay. I take your point. You gotta move on. What was it, 30 years or more? Just keep working and keep your head down. I said I take your point. And if we are speaking of work, then I'd better find out more about Trapper Hansen's place. Don't spend too much time on it. Right now, I'd say another coyote mauling looks like the likely outcome. No need to establish motives with coyotes. Thanks, Ash, for letting me stay. No skin off my nose. I wanted to ask you some questions anyway. Really? Do we have to? I'm tired. What with the house and that guy and the cops... You knew him. That man we saw killed. What? No, I'd never seen him before. David, is that you? Of course he knew you. How do you know him? I... I don't know. I know when you're lying, and this isn't even one of your better attempts. Tell me. He... He was someone who sometimes came hunting with me and Dad. I knew it! Hunting. I'm right. I know I'm right. Dad was caught up in something bad. Why else would Raccoon Man kill him? You're talking crazy, Ashley. Am I? What did we just see, David? You tell me that. And don't say you didn't see anything. I saw you looking before you ran. So don't try and lie again. All right! I saw it. Why do you think I ran? What was it though, Ash? What the hell was it? I'm here to see Mr. Kaufman. Do you have an appointment? Oh. Mr. Kaufman? There's a policeman wanting to see you. What? Tucker didn't call to let me know anyone was coming. Who is it? It's someone I don't recognize, sir. It's Detective Harry Stewart, Mr. Kaufman. Let him in. Jesus, Harry. Long time. Yeah, Mike. Long time. I haven't seen you since... Well, since... At Frankie's memorial service. Is it really all that long ago? Eh, the years don't hang around, do they? I heard you were back. I need to ask you some questions. About last night, I presume. I heard from my property manager what had happened. Sounds terrible. Not sure how I can help you, though. Travis Cunningham was killed on one of your properties. Did you know him? Not a name I'm aware of. Any idea why he'd be out there at Trapper Hanson's mansion? Of course not. 
None at all. Don't you know why he was out there? Apparently he felt he should be questioning some people who'd broken into the place. And who else was trespassing? Just a couple of kids, though what they had hoped to find in such a dump, well, that's anyone's guess. You keep all your properties in such a mess? These things are not my responsibility, Harry. You seem to have bypassed everyone and come straight to me. I figured I'd not waste time. When I heard your name was involved, I knew I'd end up here sooner or later. I'll let that go, Harry. Someone will be in contact about pressing charges for trespassing. We should let the dust settle on this one first. I think you'll find the dust is always settled in Huron City. It's strange seeing you back. I didn't think you'd ever return. Must be the fresh air. Look, I'm sorry, Harry. Well, Frankie... Well, it's a bit late now. I didn't really think you'd done anything, despite what I said back at the time. I was young. I thought I could say anything and get away with it. As you said, Mike, the dust always settles in Huron City. Now, who's your property manager? Maggie Klein. She's two buildings down from here. And in future, don't come here without an invitation. I'll see myself out. Laura, put me through to Maggie. And Laura, no more visitors today. I'm sorry I can't be of any more help, Detective Stewart. So no knowledge of this Travis Cunningham or why he would be looking around? I've checked with the security company we use for that area, and they haven't heard of him either. They just check there a couple of times a week, you say? That's correct. There's nothing much going on out that way. Except two murders. Well, I don't think you can call being mauled by wild dogs a murder, Detective. But no dogs were found after Ed Fitzpatrick died there. We are going to look for the animals ourselves this time. If we wait for the police to get round to it, like we did after Ed Fitzpatrick, well, we could be waiting far longer for answers than need be. Who is we? Lexington Holdings. We'll take care of it. You better take more care of Hanson's mansion. What's it going to be turned into? Surely it isn't going to remain like that for another hundred years. I'm not sure this conversation involves revealing any future plans we may have. If I think it's important, then I'll ask, Miss Klein. (sighs) Then we have no plans for redevelopment in the foreseeable future. Now, is there anything else I can help you with, Detective Stewart? I'll let you know when the property is out of our jurisdiction. How'd it go with Kaufman? Still a jerk. Yeah, a rich jerk. His property manager, Maggie Klein, she said she didn't know Travis Cunningham, nor did she know why he would be there looking around. Not sure I believe that. Sounds like he was patrolling the place. Why else would he show up? Yeah, I have some background on him. Uh, Mid-40s, possession of pot in his early 20s. Was working as lawn maintenance for his last job. Lived in Old Town. Yeah, sort of like Kaufman in reverse. Keep digging. I want to know why he was there. Is this just because it's Kaufman? I mean, I know those files you were looking at and... Lenny, men like Kaufman never change. He's as wholesome as a maggot-filled heifer. Okay, I'll keep trying. But it's not going to change anything. Why's that? There's not going to be a case to work on. Looks like Tucker's going to put it down to another death from wild animal attack. Of course. No need for a motive with coyotes. Hello? Harry, you have a visitor. Little Miss Sunshine Fitzpatrick is here to see you. So what have you got to tell me? That man who was killed last night? My brother knew him. That's not what he told me. My brother knew him from hunting. Said he used to go with him and dad sometime. He recognized David, and I knew my brother was lying to me. Don't you see? See what? The hunting. That's why Cunningham was killed. That's why my dad was killed. That's why Raccoon Man was- Whoa, 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 hang on. I appreciate you coming to tell me that your brother lied about Cunningham. But let's not talk about raccoon creatures and spirits out for revenge. You can't tell me you aren't curious as to why two men have been ripped to pieces on the same property? Well... Maybe it's just a coincidence. You don't think that. You know that's not the truth. Really? Then what is the truth right now? What am I thinking? I am a connection between the two killings. You're wondering what I have to say. 
or you would just tell me to leave. <sighs> what do you think your dad was up to? Hunting. But not the kind that brings deer to the table. You mean illegal stuff, overkilling, things he had no license I'm for. I'm talking about animals killed off-season in huge numbers, supplying fur for clothes worn by the worst humans around the world. That's, um, quite a claim. I mean, looks like this case will go down as coyote or dog attack. Same as your father. No need to look any further. You believe there's more to this. I know you do. I need facts and evidence. What proof do you have of your dad doing this? I wanted to go to college. We didn't have enough money. Yet suddenly there was extra cash. And dad was always working late. He said he was working overtime, but whenever I went to the garage in the evenings, they said he had gone home at his normal time. When I asked where he'd went all those times, he got angry. They are feelings, instincts, not facts. I knew my dad. He was up to something he didn't want me to know about, so he tried to hide it. Like you. Now don't get started. You tried to hide it. But you're back here looking for answers, just like I'm looking for answers for my dad. Is that so? I asked my mom about you. She remembers when the tragedy with your sister happened. She told me why you left. The rumors. Your mother has no idea. And she told me what Kaufman said about you. That you were jealous of Frankie and had something to do with her disappearance. Now look here. Kaufman owns Trapper Hansen's place. But did you know his company also built and owns that evil fur factory? What are you trying to say? Maybe it isn't a coincidence you interviewed me. Just as you know it wasn't a coincidence that two men got ripped to pieces in the same property with no signs of what killed them. And what does that mean? Maybe we can help each other with finding the answers. That's enough, Miss Fitzpatrick. Thank you for letting me know what your brother told you. Now, where will I find him? Maggie, what did you tell him? Nothing that he didn't already know. Who is this Travis Cunningham? You know him? He's not worked for us. I don't know what he could have been doing there. Still, better, better have the area checked out. I can't be doing with seeing Harry Damn Stewart again anytime soon. I knew it wasn't good news when I heard he was back in town. You worry too much. I'm already looking for any wild animals around the Hansons' mansion, and I'll deal with Detective Stewart should he come to see us again, though I doubt he will. Thank you, Maggie. No problem, Mr. Kaufman. Cunningham knew the Fitzgerald brother. Wait, what? Sister said that Cunningham had recognized her brother, and when she pressed him, he admitted he knew Cunningham. Apparently, Cunningham and their dad were hunting pals. You gonna take her word for it? I believe her. But I'm going to pay her brother a visit all the same. She thinks there's some illegal trapping and trading going on. There are also connections with Kaufman. And anything involving Kaufman isn't going to be what it seems. He's not all bad. He supports the police. He donates a lot of money to local nonprofits. And Al Capone ran a soup kitchen in the Depression. Harry... We all know Kaufman dated your sister. Not everyone believed what he said. I mean, the rumors. I remember at the time thinking, well, you couldn't have. You wouldn't oh, have. Of course I didn't do away with my sister. Exactly. Harry, quick word. Chief? I told you not to go see Kaufman. No one else is available. Cut the crap, Harry. He called to complain about conflict of interest with you going around to see him. The conflict is all his fault, Chief. I don't care. I warned you not to haul the past into this. You can't let what happened back then lead you like a dog to go sniff whatever butt takes your fancy. Hey, Kaufman owns the property where the killing took place. It was a legitimate visit. Not to me it wasn't. It was exactly the opposite of legitimate after I told you not to go. They've nearly finished cleaning up Hanson's place. Forensics in the pathology report point to nowhere else but attacked by coyotes. There isn't any signs of coyotes in and around the property. Maggie Klein from Lexington Holdings has been in contact. A group of their men went out looking and found a pack in the area. What? But... Coyotes, Harry, end of story. Hey, what are you doing here? thought we might take a walk. How did you know where to find... Ugh, Ashley, God damn it. Yeah, she came for a little chat, just like we're going to have. 
You never told me that you knew the dead man. Look, I haven't got anything to say. If you lied to the police, then you probably better start talking. Fine. Good boy. Travis Cunningham, what's the connection? He's someone my dad knew. He used to go out hunting with us. Him and dad would sometimes go hunting too. Do you know why he would have been at Hanson's place? No. I was as surprised to see him as he was to see me. You knew him well? No, not at all. I didn't even like him. Go on. He liked hunting too much. He'd shoot at anything. I mean, there was this one time he saw a stray cat and he just took out his crossbow and thunk. Man, right through its neck. He was happy as hell by it. Nice guy. Your sister seems to think that your dad was getting extra money from hunting. Hunting that didn't fall within the law. No, no, he never did anything like that. You never shot anything you shouldn't have. Something you didn't have a license for, a few more dead animals that you didn't declare. Nothing. I swear on Dad's life. So why did you lie to me about Cunningham? To protect Ash. She's already got a record, and she's too stubborn to care. You sure you weren't protecting her from someone else? No. I was just looking out for her. (laughs) Your sister was right. (laughs) You are a lousy liar. Harry! Well, Harry Stewart, my dear God, what a surprise! Mr. Wilson, good to see you. I hear it's Professor Wilson now. Well, it's good to see you too, and I hear it's Detective Stewart now. What the devil are you doing here? I thought I'd pay my old English teacher a visit. You were good to me when Frankie died. I need a clear perspective, and I thought you could provide well, it. Well, fire away. <laughs> Anything I can do to help. A raccoon man. What do you know about him? Well, it's a local folklore, a tale of the supernatural. Uh, tell me a story, Professor. Well, Raccoon Man is uh, said to have the strength and bulk of a bear, the claws of a cougar, and the black mask of the raccoon. The legend is that he skinned Trapper Hansen alive, and he waits at the mansion for others of Hansen's ilk. Revenge, isn't it? Ah, the story has it that Trapper Hansen returned to Huron City, full of bear and seal cub pelts from way up north. And Hansen heard noises on his property, and he and some cronies set traps everywhere. And they waited in the dark night, the moon but a silver toenail in the sky. And when all fell quiet, snap, a trap went off. And then, one by one, the rest were triggered. It was snap, snap, snap. But when they looked, not one trap had caught anything. Back in the house, they hear the last trap go off, And then they investigated, and there he is! It's Raccoon Man, a monster of vengeance. They tried to run, but it was all in vain. One by one, he tore them to shreds. Their screams so loud that sailors on the lake claimed to have heard them. Interesting tale. Yeah, Trapper Hansen's mansion has not been lived in since. Apart from Raccoon Man, apparently. Well, this house is forever stained with the blood of hunted innocence. Ashley Fitzpatrick. She's a student of yours? Well, I do have Ashley. She's feisty. Not everyone's flavor of the week, but she's been through rather a lot for one so young. She's a good, interesting kid. She's interesting, all right. Could she be someone prone to a bit of fantasy and escapism? Well, it's possible, but uh, she's actually one of the few students I've had who seems to see the world for what it is. Ashley is one of the most grounded people I know. Ashley's convinced her father was not killed by dogs or coyotes. She claims it was Raccoon Man. She claims to have seen it. Really? You believe he's real? Well, well, all cultures believe in the supernatural, Harry. Just look at every packed church each Sunday. You didn't answer my question. I would believe she saw something. This is Huron City, after all. And I would believe she's probably right about her dad's death having more to it than simply coyotes. Could Ashley be looking for answers? Perhaps revenge? Well, I wouldn't know that, Harry. But I know revenge comes in many shapes and sizes. Now, what are you getting at? You didn't answer my earlier question. (laughs) Why the devil are you here, back in Huron City? 
something else that Ashley Fitzpatrick is probably right about. Did you arrange for everything to get cleared out? Not yet. Why the hell not? Kaufman told me the police are just about done with the place. It's just... It's just that everyone's refusing to go back there at night. What? There's nothing there. We we found the coyotes. It's not coyotes they're worried about. Oh, don't tell me they believe this raccoon man nonsense. Oh, Christ alive. What the hell's gotten into them? First thing tomorrow morning. I- I'll get to it. No. I want it done before daylight. I'll come there myself, and you better find a way to get help. Lenny, are they done at Hanson's place? What? I think so. Then what are you up to? I'm going to take a look around. Come on, Harry. You know what Tucker said. It's nothing police-related. I'm in need of a new house, and it looks like a property in need of an owner. Just be careful. Hey, I do have something else for you. This old colleague of Cunningham's, Tom Scanton, said that uh, him and Cunningham used to do routine surveillance work from time to time. Said they used to do Premier Pelts. Premier Pelts? That fur factory you told me about, the one yeah, with the... exactly. Now, Harry, we didn't have this conversation. We certainly didn't. You gonna take my skin when I come in? Oh, what a crock of... Here goes. Place is rotting. Hello? Who's there? Oh, Jesus, just a damn cat. What the? Oh, oh, so much dust. Aha. Now, why would this be locked? What now? What the? Dogs? Come on, come on. Lenny, you sure they found those dogs? Because there's still a pack out here. Or something else. Raccoon Man, Episode 1. Trapper Hansen's Mansion. You have been listening to Anson Pavlov as David Fitzpatrick. Leah Gray as Ashley Fitzpatrick. Paul Miller as Detective Lenny Holbein. Scott Joseph as Detective Harry Stewart. Suzanne Moore O'Brien as Chief Tucker. Stephen Kenny as Michael Kaufman. Jamie Leslie as Maggie Klein. And John Lusk as Professor Wilson. All other voices by the cast. Raccoon Man was written, produced, and directed by Daniel Williams. Sound production by Anson Pavlo and sound editing and music by Daniel Williams. Raccoon Man is recorded at Parallel Studios and is an Albion Fields production for Huron City Radio. Wasn't that great? No, I mean, was it or not? I I can't tell anymore, to be honest. Anywho, uh, tune in next week for episode two. Now, before we head to the weather, just time to keep you informed on some of the events going on in and around Huron City and the Greywater area. 
A reminder that all next week sees the annual exhibition of work from the inmates of Huron City's Quilting Correctional Institution. This groundbreaking facility uses quilting as part of the rehabilitation process as felons are forced to face their actions by sewing their deeds into not-to-scale depictions with thread and fabric. This year, the 165-foot-long quilt crafted by Ted Mad Coyote Cooter will be up for auction. This record-breaking quilt features highlights from many of his sprees across the Great Lakes region and is hoped to beat the $42 raised from last year's prize-winning exhibit. Here they be, from Eddie the Gravedigger Edwards. And this weekend sees the 55th Huron City Multicultural Festival taking place at the Greywater Center for the Arts. This year, someone who visited Canada a while ago will show slides of some moose licking the sap for recently tapped maple trees. So, dates for your calendars, I guess. Can't say I keep one. I mean, it's not like I can go anywhere. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, time for the weather from the bottom of the lake with our underwater weather girl, Wendy Abalone. Hi, Wendy. Well, Tom, it's pretty wet down here tonight. There was a cloud of E. coli coming in from the east, but that should be cleared away by mid-morning. We have reports of a rather large shoal of protective prophylactics that have been spotted drifting in from the lower lake, which will be a couple of hours before it has completely passed through. So please take care. The oil spill level for the next 24 hours is low to medium. And just now, a cute silver fishy came so close it nearly touched the end of my nose. Back to you, Tom. Ah, thank you, Wendy. What a girl. Half sturgeon, half volleyball coach. And now another word from tonight's sponsor. Burroughs Homegrown Meats, where nothing is wasted. Try our brand new range of mystery snacks from previously undiscovered cuts of meat. There's tendon twizzlers, loins of underpart, and the amazing fat-free chop of wonder. Patent pending. Burroughs Meats, perfect for nearly all occasions. Probably. Mmm, yum-alicious. So much in this sample box they sent. Boy, you really got to try these these mystery spheres. Chewy, meaty, a little hairy. It's just a shame they only come in packs of two. Coming up later on Tom Baba Jomsky's Midnight Hour, another song from tonight's musical guest, plus an interview with the music makers themselves. But next, time to reflect on the more serious issues affecting the world about us with insight from Professor A.V. Moore of Ava Moore University, who tonight will be talking about a subject close to my heart, pollution in the Great Lakes. I want to talk about squirrels. Did you know that a squirrel can potentially survive a fall from its terminal velocity? That means that it could be dropped from any height and walk away. So I say we start in New York City, right? Lots of tall buildings, shite ton of squirrels. We go to the top of the Empire State Building and start chucking the little bastards off the balcony just to see what happens. Yeah, thanks, Professor. I'm sure we can all take away something from that. And uh, now, uh, wait, hey, hang on. It, it's it's settled over in the corner. Ah, ah you pet me, you prick. Ah. Oh. Ow. Mm. And now, uh, ah. 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 a second song from tonight's musical guest, Terry, Tori, and Al. Chant something else. It drew blood. It drew blood.
seems to have stopped the bleeding. All right. As promised, we have an interview with tonight's band. So I'd like to welcome you to the Midnight Hour. And uh, now, who do we have tonight? Is this uh, Terry, Tory, Al, maybe? It's pronounced Territorial Champ. All right. So are you Terry or, or Tory? Nope. My name is Enzo. And is there even a Terry or a, a Tory or an Al in the band? No. Nope. Nope. Nobody by that name. I got Matt Schellenberg, mm -hmm. Frank Bartnick. Carolyn Schellenberg, Taman Schellenberg. No Terry's or Tories. Okay. The name of the song we heard was Confessions of a Two-Faced Patriarch. So, a man with two faces. Is this a song about the uh, superhero villain, uh, the one with two faces? No, it's dealing with uh, the main subject is a husband who appears to be a really upstanding guy in public, but when he when he's at home with his wife, he turns into a monster with her, is a very abusive person. But to course, the public's so. eye, he's... He's like this really awesome guy. So how long has uh, the uh, the band been playing together? It's been off and on over 20, 30 years. We've done live performances 30 years ago, and, and then we've just been back at it now for the last couple of years, been doing some recording and making videos. So what instrument do you play? Mainly electric guitar, but also I have a mandolin that we use. In a the mandolin? Do you need special fingers to play that? At first, I thought so. Yeah, I got uh, some chubby fingers, so it was hard to hold down those strings. They're so tight together, but somehow it, it works out if you just keep going. Don't give up. Enzo, if your band had to play through an oncoming plague, which one would you prefer? Frogs, locusts, or fish flies? I think frogs. I like frogs. Frogs it is. Okay. Uh, who in the band has the most skeletons in their closet? Every band's got skeletons in the closet. You can tell me. It's not like anybody's listening. Um, knowing those guys, it's it's probably me. Maybe Frank, the guitar player. What about sandwiches? What's your favorite sandwich? Uh, I prefer roast beef sandwiches with some gravy and some mashed potatoes, open face roast beef. Sounds good. You know, I was in Marrakesh back in 79. There was this little cart outside the Hotel Radisson run by a squalid yet handsome little man who answered to the name of Salome, and uh, he served hands down the greatest smoked goat leg tortilla wrap in the entire Eastern Hemisphere. Oh, you ever have anything like that, uh, Craig? No, I'm Enzo. Okay, Craig, go ahead. You ever have a sandwich like that? 
<laughs> There's no Craig here. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Well, if you ever get to Marrakesh, Hotel Radisson, check it out. All right. Listen, uh, if listeners want to find you, if they were so uh, inclined, uh, where would where would they uh, encounter you? Uh, through our Facebook Territorial Chant, or through our YouTube t- mm. channel of Territorial Chant. So you need internet for that. I, I don't have internet out here. Well, I recommend it. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds like fun. I hear good things about it. It may be taking off. All right, Craig, uh, Al, uh, en- Enzo, thank you so much. Territorial chant. All right, thank you. Thank you. Well, thanks to Territorial Chant for that. More music next week. Now last week's competition winner was a Mr. Ernest Hemingway of 7th and Tombstone, and his answer of, Never in a month of Sundays, you scab-faced mongrel, was pulled from the hat. By hat, I mean the trash can from the kitchen. Now, finally, before I leave you to those thoughts hammering away in your head, it's time for Tom's Poetry Pocket. That time in the show where I turn out a pocket, find some scrap of paper tucked away in there, and uh, invariably discover a few lines of poetry I've scribbled down in one of my more contemplative moods. Oh, what do we have here? Uh, back of this letter, 32nd District County Court. Dear Mr. Baba, summon here. No, no, that's not it. <clears throat> What's on the other side? Oh, <laughs> here it is. <clears throat> in the beginning, I caught a ray of sunshine, put it in my pocket, and waited. Without me knowing, it had turned into a dream. Such sophistication was not necessary. I left my mother, stranded, crying in a field of fretted dreams, all of which were stained with colors from a rainbow. More from Tom's Poetry Pocket again next week. Uh, But before we go... uh, Okay, all right, enough. Where is that crossbow? All right, how do you do... Oh, damn it. Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, I got half of it. Oh, keep still. Oh, not the beak again. Why, you little... Oh. 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 Uh. Oh. Oh. Oh, you've been listening to the Midnight Hour on Huron City Radio. <laughs> With me, Tom Habachowski. Oh, dear God, that poor bird. Thanks to all our callers tonight. And uh, Raymond, if you're listening, that pizza hasn't arrived yet. Thanks to Wendy Avalone, Professor A.V. Moore, and tonight's band, Territorial Chant. I can't believe it. Special thank you for tonight's sponsors, Burroughs Homegrown Meats, where nothing is wasted, apart from you, by the sounds of it, Eric. Eric. Eric, the show's not finished yet. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, oh, where did I put that book? Seagulls, recipes, and uh, for the, uh, oh, here we are, Frank. to the Midnight Hour on Huron City Radio with Tom Babajapsky. You've heard the voices of Tom Babajapsky, Jake Buckley, and Emily Coggle. Tom's Top Tips jingle was sung by Giovanna Greco. Thanks to our special musical guests, Territorial Chant with Edsa Duva. Thanks to our special musical guests, Territorial Chant with Enzo Duva. The show was created by Daniel Williams and was written by Daniel Williams and Jake Buckley with additional material from Tom Babajowski and Jamie Leslie. Production and editing by Daniel Williams. The Midnight Hour is recorded at Parallel Studios and is a Huron City radio show for Albion Fields Productions.